Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Jarrett. And this is Culture, culture Catch-Up. Catch Each week, one of us introduces the other to a piece of culture they missed out on. You can subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Catch-Up Culture. And write us a review on Apple Podcasts and we'll send you some surprise fun mail. For today's Culture Catch-Up, I will be catching Jarrett up on... Casper. Casper! The Friendly Ghost. Is that the theme song of the movie? Uh, I don't think so. I don't even just, I don't even think that's supposed to go to a tune. Just a fun little jingle that you just made up. I love <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Casper came out in 1995, directed by Brad Silberling, and stars Bill Pullman, Christina Ricci, Kathy Mortrieri. I don't have any idea who that is. I'm, Does that name ring a bell? I've never heard that name at all. I don't either. Maybe we'd recognize her. And of course, I always have to battle who IMDb mentions as the stars because they don't say Devin Sawa, but you have to mention Devin Sawa. Is he Casper? Yeah, then? he is. The voice of him? No, actually, I think the voice is somebody else. Oh, he's like the physical embodiment. I see. I know nothing about oh, this no. movie. <laughs> that was maybe a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. <laughs> no, I, I oh, well. really don't know anything about this movie Good. other than I know Devin Sawa and I know Oh, uh, so Christina you already knew Ricci. he was in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me give you a little description. This is according to IMDb. An afterlife therapist and his daughter meet a friendly young ghost when they move into a crumbling mansion in order to rid the premises of wicked spirits. I guess the afterlife therapist is Bill Pullman. That's Honestly, what I, I don't say. really is that, remember. Is that who's, uh, that sounds like probably what he yeah. would be. What a specific job. Afterlife therapist? Yeah. I wonder if that's a real thing. I know. I don't Curious know. Now. Well, here's some fun little ditties about it. <laughs> It was the first feature film to have a fully CGI character in a leading role. Hmm. It's another movie with a James Horner soundtrack. Oh, nice. And I don't think I've ever heard any of this soundtrack either. And what other movie did we do that's him? Titanic. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And he also does Braveheart. I can't really connect those in my head at all. Yeah, I don't know what the soundtrack sounds like either. Casper opened at number one on M Memorial Day weekend, which is kind of interesting timing for a Halloween-ish movie, mm -hmm. but sure. And my favorite fact about it was that it was nominated for Worst Picture oh. at the 1995 Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. Hold on, it gets better. It lost to Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but see, that's kind which of surprising, though. we should also though. watch, by the way. Showgirls <laughs> is phenomenal. That's kind of surprising, though, because I've always... Everyone I've ever heard talk about Casper is that it's really good. I think it's another one of these things where like we were the exact right age. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we thought it was really good. But also, I mean, I feel like it's going to be pretty campy. Yeah. And I've, you know, according to critics and smart people, whatever, that's the kind of stuff that is bad, mm -hmm. you know, that wins the like, what's the what's the awards now? It's, the Razzies? Yeah. 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 Uh, I feel like very campy stuff is usually what gets nominated. So you have not seen Casper. Have not. Why haven't you? What do you know about it? I really don't know why. Just didn't just didn't watch it. Um, and then with the as far as what I, I know about it, I realize it, it's not one you would like seek out to watch. Probably. Yeah, probably not. Are you excited to watch it? Yeah, because again, it's one that I've I've always heard and I always heard good things about. But probably still on my own, I was never going to be like, you know what, I feel like watching tonight, <laughs> Casper. So a '90s Christina Ricci ghost movie. Exactly. So I mean, but then again, I did really like the Adams Family movie. And I that's another Adams Christina Family. Ricci 90s yeah. movie. Similar that one's feel really too. Good. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm 
cautiously optimistic. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Good. So I know it fits inside of our Halloween theme. Sure. But why else do you want me to watch it? I mean, it's not one I rewatched a lot. I've probably only seen it a couple times, but I do remember liking it. But I mostly want you to see it because, like I said, we were the perfect age when it came out. Well, I guess I was. Or maybe a little young. I don't know. You know, I remember it being on um, whatever station that is that always does a bunch of Halloween movies. I remember it being on that a lot. So I probably have seen it a few times. But uh, I it was really fun to watch as a kid. But mostly I want you to see it because it's the Christina Ricci, Devin Sawa pairing. And I think they're like a magical couple. Yeah. I think they just were gold. Everything that they did really hit me. I don't know. I'm not really sure why. Mm. They were also both in Now and Then. She was the main character and he had a small role, but they were paired up again, which is the same year actually, 95. Oh, wow. Which is another one. I know we just keep mentioning shit you need to watch, but we should definitely watch Now and Then. Not because I think you'll particularly enjoy it because mm. it's about preteen girls. Okay. And and is definitely made for preteen girls. <laughs> but that movie was very important to me. I really, really loved that and really, really identified. I really, really identified with it. So I want you to see it for that reason. Not because I think you'll like it. Okay. I do think you'll like this, though. I I remember it being really fun. It kind of, again, not that I watched it a lot, but it kind of feels like a classic from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just really love Halloween. So anything we can do Halloween related, I think will be fun. I am curious to see how the CGI holds up, if it holds up at all. Right. I'm not sure. Well, and now that I'm thinking about it, aren't there two other ghosts with Casper? Yes. Okay. And do you know who I they are? I must have seen that through a commercial or something for it or a trailer. I think the three of them together had really good chemistry and kind of made the movie. I seem to think that's what really did it for people. The other voices are one of them is Brad Garrett. I don't remember who the third is. I suppose we'll have to see, but. I seem to remember that they were all like very funny and were like really the butt of the joke throughout mm. the movie and were what really made it. So hopefully that's still funny. Hopefully it's not all cheesy. Nice. Well, I'm glad I remembered at least something else about the movie too. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a little bit more information going in. So, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Well, let's go get our trick-or-treat candy and watch. We lit a fire because it got cold today. <laughs> Man, it, like the first, it's legitimately chilly here. It's wonderful. And we ate brownies and we watched Casper. What'd you think? I actually really liked it. Like it was a fun movie. It was. I after you were saying that it won that award for a for worst movie or or what tied for the award lost it to lost show it. Girls. That's right to Showgirls, but it was nominated for it at least. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I don't want know what to expect, especially because I had always heard it was so good, but. I was pleasantly surprised. It was a delightful movie. I really loved it. Yeah. I don't even know fun. that the nostalgia factor plays a big part because I didn't remember anything. <laughs> no, I I don't. I mean, obviously, like I said, I knew nothing about it other than Devin Sawa and Christina Ricci. And I legitimately thought that it was really funny at parts. It yeah. Had, it moved really well, had good story. Yeah, it felt pretty fast. Comedy was good. Like, I, it, it was solid all the way around, I thought. I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It definitely held up. So as we watched it, did you remember more things about no. it? Or was it still just like a brand new thing for you? <laughs> yeah, I felt pretty new. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the, like, big major moments that we'll get to, I didn't remember at all. I remembered shots here and there, but no. Nope. And I, and I, I guess we were shit. wrong. It was three ghosts. 
Yeah, the ghostly so trio. I let's guess. Let's jump is their into name. it. Let's talk about casting. Not just two ghosts. We were both thinking it was Casper and two ghosts. It's mm-hmm. actually Casper and his three uncles, one of whom is Brad Garrett. The other two I looked up. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't recognize their names either. Who they were, but wasn't Brad Garrett so funny as the fat ghost? Oh yeah, it t- totally fit. Like the casting was perfect for. Yeah, it. and they, the three of them together, were pretty funny. Oh yeah every time but brad garrett specifically really jumped out i totally get what people were talking about when they mentioned that brad garrett really hit it out of the park because he really did and it was weird now to think about watching it as a kid and not knowing who brad garrett was yeah because i mean now especially we've watched him in i mean i don't think how much everybody loves raymond have you watched none yeah i've watched like maybe three episodes of it (laughs) (laughs) did that sound was that ray was that ray romano (laughs) My brother's what's it what's it in a 30 rock when the guy tries to do the impression of 30 of Ray Romano? I don't he's know. like, My brother's tall or something. <laughs> Did I sound like it? Yeah, I, I mean I knew exactly who you were going for. <laughs> so proud. <laughs> Shit. Oh but man. no, I haven't watched any of it. Have you? I've maybe seen like five episodes of it. So like I knew had a brief introduction to Brad Garrett there, but then obviously we've been watching him more in the sadly canceled single parents. Yeah. Which by the way, if you haven't watched single parents, it would be a great one to go binge. It's super cute, super funny. And there's not much of it. And really funny too. Like it's it's, super funny. I know I'm agreeing. (laughs) I'm agreeing with you. It was super funny. Like I had a lot of good laughs in that one. One that I was kind of late to the party getting in on watching with you but i, I was really about to it. say we also saw him in the big sick and then i realized that was ray no that's that's back to ray hey. <laughs> <laughs> lost it on that one <laughs> i'm sorry i was laughing too hard uh, all right so they were funny as the uncles they're yes. casper's uncles we also have eric idol in what kind of felt like an interesting career choice for eric idol really i don't know if it was that if it was that interesting you i just know. don't picture him in kid movies that's true. I guess he is. Well, but then, you know, I guess all the Monty Python guys kind of did take their turn because, you know, John Cleese is in George of the Jungle. Oh, yeah, that's true. So is I guess Monty they, Python clean? I've never I, ooh, I've never actually seen any Monty Python. You know, I think it's like, is it family friendly? Or is it raunchy? I believe it's family. friendly. Have you seen it? I've seen Holy Grail once. And then I've seen a few just random skits, which were, yeah, clean and pretty funny. Hmm. I remember. Like the the parrot in the pet shop. One. In my head, they're all like really raunchy, dirty comedians. But yeah, maybe no, I don't not. think they are. No, I think they're more. They were more of a family, not maybe not family on. friendly, but like you know, PG thirteen comedians. Not to go down another random tangent, but John Cleese was just on. I'm uh, currently watching Will and Grace. It has taken me years to get through. It feels like because there's so much of it. But John Cleese just popped up on a few episodes of it. Nice has a love interest for Karen, and he was really funny. I don't really know that. I mean, without seeing Monty Python, I don't really know that I've seen him in much either. But oh, he's also the voice of the villain in Fievel Goes West. That's probably actually where I know him in that. And George <laughs> the Jungle Cleese? is probably where yeah, is probably where I know him the most. I as, can't believe you can pick that out. Your memory is amazing. All right, what I watched about, that movie a lot. <laughs> what did you think about Christina Ricci? She was great. Yeah, I think she's like one of the better kid actors. Oh yeah, she had a lot of good emotion her face was very expressive yeah she's so cute and, and she even had a couple good monologues in there too when, yeah. when she was like falling asleep in in the in the bed uh after <laughs> she and casper became friends and she's like talking about her dreams of what she wants you know and everything there were a couple pretty cheesy over the top moments out of her same scene when casper kisses her on the cheek and she's like casper shut the window 
it's cold. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But no, she was excellent. Yeah, I really love her. What about last one out of the main characters? What about Bill Pullman? What'd you think? This is probably the thing that I've seen Bill Pil- Pullman in most recently. I've only seen well, Independent Day. Yeah, we just Day. watched it like eight minutes well, ago. Yes, I know. But I mean, I've seen it. it. I just meant like in terms of when I've watched one of his movies, like probably the last thing I really saw him in was Independence Day. And I saw that maybe 10 years ago. So, oh, you have seen that? Yeah. Just oh. like just one time, though. And it was on like TNT or TBS. So, you know, had bajillions of commercials yeah. throughout the whole thing. And so I could, it was probably really edited. Yeah. So I could probably stand to do it with a new watch with a new viewing. But uh, but still, that's probably really what I knew him most from, I feel like. So I don't really know if I have that much of a history with Bill Pullman, really. So it was fun, though, although I was not, it was not, we had to look it up when we were watching, though, because I was like, is this before or after Independence Day? Because this if if he did this after Independence Day, that's a pretty bold move. <laughs> pretty funny follow up. <laughs> but no, he was good. Uh, I, what were your thoughts on Bill Pullman? I have exactly one thought on Bill Pullman and Casper. T- hit me with it. <laughs> <laughs> He deserves a slow clap. <laughs> Maybe like a half hour in to watching it, I asked Jarrett something about Bill Pullman. Now I don't even remember what. And you said, yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought. Mm-hmm. And I said about if he's hot, because that's what we always talk about when we watch something new is <laughs> we, yeah. we either Who's like or not? if it's something old, we look at pictures of the people then and what they look like now to see like if they've gotten hotter or I, we right. just always are talking. <laughs> people being hot for some reason I'm very obsessed about is that this normal fact. does everybody else do that or is that just us i don't know i don't know either who cares so when he said what did you what are you thinking about bill pullman i said what do you, you know do you mean about how hot he is or just like how he's doing in the movie and you're like no, no no just kind of you know what do you think about him in the movie so then i looked up his imdb page guys go look up bill pullman on imdb his profile picture he is so handsome. <laughs> like, God dang. He's got that nice full gray he beard. He is a total babe right now. He wasn't, he didn't so much do it for me in this movie because he's got like the floppy hair and which, you know, I have, I like on some people, mm-hmm. mostly Sean on Boy Meets World. He or really, really works the floppy hair. Eric Von Detten, Devin Sawa, great floppy hair. Mm-hmm. But for some reason on a grown up, it doesn't hit as hard. And he's got like bad glasses and he wears that big dorky librarian sweater. I mean, it was and, very like 90s dad. Yeah, I would say he's not ugly, but I would not say he was hot in this movie. But Bill Pullman 2020, mega hot, apparently. <laughs> Aged like a fine wine, he did. <laughs> I mean, his acting was fine, but uh, oh, yeah, he looks good. But I mean, overall, I thought, speaking of his acting, but everybody's acting really, like it was way more slapstick and like physical comedy than I was expecting. And like, yeah, he played it really well. Oh, absolutely. And it was less campy than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. The first thing I wanted to know was that in that opening scene of the two kids breaking into the mansion to take a picture, one of them was squints from Sandlot. Nice. Why are you giving me a blank stare? Because I really don't. <laughs> again, it's one we need to do for this because I don't have much of a. Okay, well, every, hey, movie. everyone else squints is in Casper. <laughs> and I bet you didn't remember that either. But you called you picked him out immediately. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's a pretty He has a specific look. Mm-hmm. He's pretty easily recognizable. Yeah. 
And then we meet Ben Stein randomly. Which he's just the same person in everything. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And remember when he was he in so much? He could have literally been saying just Bueller in when this. We were, <laughs> when we were kids, he was in tons of stuff. Like commercials, he had a show. Mm-hmm. I feel like he maybe had a radio show or something. Yeah. Why was that guy in so much? He just does the one thing. Because wonder, is he a comedian or is he just like an... Honestly, I have no I, idea. I honestly don't either. I wonder but if he's he popped still up even and I was active. Like, oh, hey, Ben Stein. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> What's he doing? In addition to Ben Stein, there were a handful of other fun cameos. Right. The, it, quite a few. Yeah. The first one was uh, Dan Aykroyd. As a Ghostbuster. Yeah. Because with the uh, lady who owns the manor that... Uh, what's her name? Kerrigan and uh, Eric Idle. Mm-hmm. Dibs. Dibs. Thank you. Stupid names. Um, they have to like go. They're trying to like, I guess, demolish this property because it's condemned and about to fall down and stuff like that. They and just so, want the treasure or whatever. Right. And so they get there and then they find out that the ghost, the place is haunted. So that's when they pull in bull. Pull, Pill, I can't talk. <laughs> that must be up. That's, that's when they, when pill they in Bull Pillman. pull in Bill Pullman to then come rid the house of the ghosts. And before they tried him, they tried all these other different people. Like they tried this really funny, like Italian priest. Yeah, he was funny. <laughs> he was really random and funny. He's and like then, smoking a cigarette and has a cross that was like 12 inches tall hanging around his neck. And what and, he say? It's like, oh, no, it's a no problem or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And then, then yeah, then all of a sudden, Dan Aykroyd walks out in his full Ghostbusters suit and says, who are you going to call? Somebody else. And I was just like, that's so funny. And, <laughs> and what a random pull and like crossover of these two things. It was really funny. I loved that. But then the one that really got both of us was when the th- ghostly trio, the three uncles go inside Bill Pullman. And then he looks in a mirror and he like transforms into several different celebrities. There was Clint Eastwood. Rodney Dangerfield, Mel Gibson, and then the Tales from the Crypt guy. <laughs> but the Clint Eastwood one, though, like he tra- he turned into Clint Eastwood and I was like, Clint Eastwood? Yeah, that felt so random. And then it just kept going. He yeah. kept morphing. Rodney Dangerfield, then I did not expect Mel Gibson either. And then, I don't know, Rodney Dangerfield seemed to fit a little bit better yeah. into something like that. But then, yeah, Mel Gibson, I was like, what? <laughs> it was just so random that they <laughs> the, got these they, people Well, they were all this. pretty tight. Ta- well, no, I guess... I was going to say they were all pretty timely, but I guess Clint Eastwood wouldn't have been super timely. Uh, I think even in then he would have oh, been. okay. Because I feel like he would have had that Western that he made a Western. Isn't that like all he did? No. <laughs> un- oh, true. Yes. But uh, I think he had one in the early 90s, Unforgiven. So maybe it wasn't too far out. Actually, 95 would have been a perfect time, too, for Mel Gibson to be a cameo because Braveheart came out in 95. So that, those two are pretty accurate. Rodney Dangerfield, just comedian fun comedian i guess similar to dan Aykroyd. and then that last one was the tales from the crypt guy yeah i distinctly remember that show being on fox i believe and it would come on really late at night i feel like my brothers just terrorized me with it (laughs) Um, but it freaked me out so much on the weekends i remember we would sleep in the living room a lot especially on saturdays we would watch saturday night live and Mm -hmm. then just sleep in the living room and i don't know if it came on after saturday night live or Friday nights. I don't remember, but I remember it coming on and being absolutely terrified. I couldn't even tell you what the show was about. Well, I mean, he's but a pretty he was creepy. Like, yeah, he was super creepy. Very creepy. He was like the host of the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Bill Pullman morphs into him too. And it still freaked me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you, you, you're like, ah, no, not that guy. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting it. Should have looked closer at the IMDb page. Yeah, I'm glad though I didn't. 
Because or else all these cameos probably would have been spoiled. Well, I actually looked. They were all uncredited. I mean, yes, you can see them on IMDb, but they were all uncredited, which is interesting because they obviously had to shoot those just for this. Yeah. It's not like they pulled that from other roles. And, I wouldn't think. Right? No. Maybe, but no, I don't think so. No. They were fun. a fun little bit. Yeah. That was pretty, that was pretty fun because I just wasn't expecting that at all to see those many, that many cameos in this. Why would you be? I mean, it, right, was, exactly. it was super random. Wasn't it weird that Casper was one voice and then became Devin Sawa? Yeah, like why not just have Devin Sawa do it the whole time? I'm not sure. I don't know the history behind that. But the kid who was playing his voice was in exactly one episode of Full House. Mm. Uh, I don't remember what episode, but I know he gets his head stuck in like the stair banister. That's funny. And Danny has to rescue him and get him out. And then teach him a life lesson about, hey, now this is why you don't stick your head through stair banister rails. (laughs) Ah. The one thing I did like, too, is how it kind of like turns Bill Pullman's character like he kind of does a 180 in a bit because he's he's introduced as this very serious afterlife therapist and one who communicates and is like all on board with communicating with ghosts and stuff. But then it's very funny how as soon as he actually comes face to face with them, he chickens out completely and is yeah, like freaked out terrified by of him. He comes back around, though. Right. I mean, they all they all become chummy very quickly. But I was honestly kind of surprised. I don't know. I think in movies like this, when there are people, um, when there are like things like this, where the kids like in ET, they hide ET from the parents. So that way there's not like, you know, they don't forget the parents. Get so, in trouble or whatever. Exactly. So yeah. I was kind of surprised how quickly Casper showed himself to everybody. To Bill Pullman. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite Bill Pullman, my favorite Bill Pullman plus ghost moment was when they convince him that they can talk to his dead wife. And Brad Garrett's (laughs) character, Fatso, the other two like send Fatso through the door and they're like, go get her. And it's playing this like really epic music. And you just know he's about to see his wife again. And uh, Fatso like knocks on the door he went through and and Bill Pullman knows that he's supposed to go through the door and there she's going to be. And he goes through the door. And before it even happened, we both were like, I mean, this isn't going to be good. And then it's Fatso dressed up as a woman and he has like these huge boobs because he's a really fat ghost. That was hysterical. That was. And again, unexpected. Like a lot, like I felt like that's kind of how this whole thing was. And I guess going in completely blind really set me up for that. But I just wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was. Right. I wasn't expecting so much comedy and it to be good good comedy. comedy. Yeah. Like good enough to for kids and adults to laugh at, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, because there were even some things like it was kind of an awkward moment, but when Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci are eating breakfast that first day, they're at the house and the, or she's going to, when she's telling him about going to the play and that having a date and he's like, okay, no, the well, party, the party, sorry. Yeah. Uh, which quick aside, how weird is that? That they're just like, Hey, we can't do this party at the school anymore. Cause we're still trying to get the asbestos in the gym removed. The rich girl's like, we can do it at my house. And then they just, after that, when they figure out where Kat's living, they're just like, no, we'll do it there. Yeah. They don't like. They don't even ask her. And they don't even clear it that well, this I'm, is apparently do- a condemned building, too. She that does go ask her dad and they clarify that he said it was OK. Yeah. Remember. But just in the moment of that scene, it was really funny. But they're just like, uh, yeah, that's decided. We're doing it here now right. for this girl who's brand new in class. And we've never met before. And we're just going to go to her place. That, and then she was really funny. She's telling her dad that she wants to buy a costume and she doesn't want it to be a cute one. She wants it to be one that looks nice, you know, like for a date. Right. And he says, well, I think it's time for us to have a conversation. And she's like, well, it's too late for dad, that, dad. And he says, how late? And I was like, 
And then she goes, not that late, like a teenage girl. <laughs> it's just kind of like, it was pretty okay. awkward. All right. <laughs> Very well acted, though. Yeah. Speaking of the rich girl, uh, you didn't recognize her, but I, I, I pulled her immediately. Mm-hmm. She plays. I am very good at that. But I mean, we also have just watched a lot of this stuff. Well, actually, it's been a while since we watched Home Improvement. But she plays Brad's girlfriend on Home Improvement. The one, uh, Jennifer is her name. Mm-hmm. The one who calls him Bradley all the time. That was her, the rich girl in the school. I think I remember those episodes. I just didn't place her. As well, being she's that throughout person. the series in like a handful of seasons. Mm-hmm. And then the guy who she Vic dates or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He was from Mighty Ducks. Oh, wow. I couldn't tell you which one. They're all just a hockey player to They're me. The but, Ducks. but he was one of them. Uh, other things in this that were completely unexpected for me. Uh, I was not expecting so much death either because, <laughs> you know, Casper reveals to Kat that he can come back as a person because his father was a inventor, inventor who created this machine called the Lazarus machine that could bring ghosts back. Mm-hmm. And so uh Kerrigan and Dibs then think that that is the treasure of the house that they're trying to steal so they try to steal it but they realize that hey maybe the best way to do this is to see how it works so we can then make a formula of this and then sell it and you know all of its things I thought they just wanted it so they could be a ghost and get into the vault Oh it doesn't I missed. I must have misunderstood that scene completely. I don't but feel still, like stories are ever laid out that well in movies. <laughs> like this. Maybe that's why it got the worst. <laughs> <laughs> was nominated for those awards. I don't know. But um, but yeah. So anyway, they want to use it for their own nefarious reasons, and so they then decide that they have to kill the other. And <laughs> Kerrigan winds up just falling off a cliff and dying. And dying. She punches <laughs> like no fanfare, no sadness. Yeah, and then just immediately comes back as a ghost. Then she later punches Dibs through a hu- like launches him into the sky through a, a window and I was I mean it didn't show him dying, but I mean, I'm assuming he's dead. Yeah. And Although th- we didn't see him as a ghost, so maybe not. I don't maybe know. Maybe not. But then the big shocker is Bill Pullman just dies. <laughs> they kill Bill Pullman. He falls into a manhole when he's just, drunk. When he's drunk and dies. And I was like what <laughs> the hell is this movie? I know. How do you just kill the teenage girl's dad? Which then I thought was really funny. He then shows back up later at the, at Casper's house with the trio as a ghost. And cat was upset, but like also not near as upset as I felt like she should have been. Well, No, she, her dad, <laughs> she just became an orphan. I know, but I just mean like, and her response is like, dad, like, that's it. Like what? <laughs> What's this shenanigans you're pulling right here? And then he he as a ghost even tells her not to cry. Like she hasn't just become an orphan. Right. Like let's not. At this point, they weren't totally sure the Lazarus machine was going to work. No, they had no idea if it was going to work. He could have been just dead forever. And he's just kind of like, oh, don't don't worry about it, kiddo. (laughs) It's fine. What? Are you expecting her to stay in this house where you can see her all the time? (laughs) Like for her whole life? That also, was pretty weird. His de- ghost design, I will say, was a little weird. Like with all, with the hair, it was just yeah. like it was like we're trying to make a yeah. He had ghost. Color, he Bill had brown Pullman. hair. Yeah, and he were, was still wearing like his his uh, and sweater his and glasses and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and like stubble too a little. I felt like it's just kind of like his I just ghost. noticed that his face was very long and his nose was really long. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But speaking of him as a ghost and stuff, you what do you think of the CGI? Like how'd that hold up for you? It wasn't terrible. No, I thought it was all I could think of was that. So these people acted with nothing like all those scenes between Kat and Casper was just Christina Ricci in a room alone. Surely. Surely. Or yeah, because I wonder if they would have used it would have been like a person. 
No. Maybe. I don't no, know. What person would be shaped like Casper? Well, no, it, it would be, it's usually they have like either somebody in a full green suit right. or they have like a, a green object, like a, a, a ball on a stick or something like oh. that that's used as just like something for her, for her eyeline and stuff like that. But it was pretty good. It was good. And, and the, like the he first... interacted a lot with a lot of real world things, like yeah. not only the actors, but like, you know, he's picking up objects and different stuff like that. So the very first uh, usage of it though was the priest when he at the very very beginning the priest goes into the mansion and mm-hmm. um, the funny Italian priest we were talking about and when he comes back out the ghosts have thrown up all over him and turned his head around to yeah. face the opposite way that looked terrible but I guess that's probably a different kind of CGI than the ghosts too but no I thought the ghosts were great yeah I was surprised with how well it looked too but I think the one thing that the one last note that I really have on this just again Further proof. Casper died because he got cold. Oh my God. This again. And then he got sick. Jared, you can't get and then sick he died. from being cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> I am further justified. You're never going to get over it. No, because it's true. What about that line that Casper said a couple times to Cat? Can I keep you? Yeah, that was kind of creepy. He Not like endearing. <laughs> he said it once as Casper the ghost, and then Devin Sawa said it once, and it was gross both times. Grosser as you? Devin Sawa. What the I hell thought. does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, and she was just like, okay. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't understand that either that because was a little creepy. Does that mean like he? I mean, I think he just wants to keep her as a friend, right? But like, it's a weird wording. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. It was kind of odd. Great. Uh, we still need. We do need to talk about Devin Sawa, though. Okay. Uh, is he hot? <laughs> I mean, not in this movie as in a twelve-year-old child, but in like in my head, he's super hot. <laughs> and then he came out in this, and I was like, "Oh no, that's not what I thought he was gonna look like." Yeah, he's a child. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course he's a child. Yeah. I knew he was gonna be a child. Well, no, I know, but it's not like Final Destination, Devin Sawa, or uh, but he was like hotty hot. Yeah. When you watched it as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And especially more so with Now and Then. He was only in this a tiny bit. And I watched Now and Then way more than I watched this. But um, if you go look him up now, because yeah. I don't feel like it looks like the same person. He, he His facial features look a little different than when he was a kid. And it's weird. I wish they had used Devin Sawa more. I wish we got to see more of Casper as Devin Sawa. He was only on screen for like four minutes or something. Yeah. Interesting, because I would have thought, and it's funny that that was the thing that I knew about this movie. That it was him. That it was him and Christina Ricci, and he's in it for literally two seconds. Yeah. Well, this came out the same year as Now and Then, so maybe there was just a lot of hubbub about them being in movies together. Mm -hmm. I don't know which one came out first. So would you watch it again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think it's pretty pretty safe to say that this can go into our Halloween movie rotation. Absolutely. It was great. Yeah. Well, shockingly... (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes disagrees. It only has a 50%. What do they know? <laughs> I guess that's up there with the old uh, being nominated for the worst picture at the Stinker's Bad Movie Awards. But like... Who cares? Honestly, though, but how? What does that I, even I mean? I don't even get it. Like, sure, maybe it was silly and stuff like that, but like... So is every kid movie. Exactly. Like, I don't necessarily understand what about it got it it's that bad of a rap. sillier than any of the other dumb shit we watched as kids. Yeah, no, I don't know. But that that is kind of surprising. I was like, I was thinking there was going to be parts where I was going to like, okay, I get it, but it's you know <laughs> eye rolling kind of whatever. Right. I didn't have that feeling at all through this. No, so no I, didn't I don't. I don't understand that at all. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
It's fun to get to show somebody something that you loved as a kid and it still hold up and be good and you're not embarrassed that you loved it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Glad this isn't another Halloween Town situation. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't hate that one either. Like, Well, you didn't like it. I didn't know, but I mean, like, I didn't hate it. <laughs> That's fine. So this was the last episode in our Halloween series, Bummer. which means... It's time to move on to the next holiday. Ooh. Thanksgiving. Coming at you. And, you know, I don't feel like there's a ton of entertainment built around Thanksgiving, not like Halloween. Yeah, I mean, or I Christmas, think we've, we've which all we'll seen... obviously all also do. Well, is there, a, is there a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Yeah. Okay, I thought there was. We have a box set that has all holidays. Okay, that's right. I, I, okay, so we've all... We can't do a whole episode about Charlie Brown. No, that's what I mean. It's like, that's the only thing I can think of off the or top of my head. We? That's a, <laughs> that's a Thanksgiving-centered, you know, movie that we've, you know, we've all seen that already. So this is going to be fun. I think I think everyone will enjoy what we've got planned for that, though. Yeah, we'll do uh, a couple episodes after Casper, and then we're going to do some little Thanksgiving stuff. And then we're actually going to take a little break mm-hmm. just for a couple weeks. Got to rest Don't and worry. recharge, plan the next series of fantastic films to bring to you all. Jarrett has done a podcast for a lot of years, but I haven't. And I didn't anticipate how exhausting it would be. <laughs> You're doing great. And then we'll come back in early December and we'll do some Christmas stuff, of course. Because if you know me, you know we're going to do some Christmas stuff. Yeah, yeah. With that being said, though, Jarrett is now caught up on the culture that is Casper. Do you have thoughts on Casper or, you know, Devin Sawa or Christina Ricci or Hottie McCotterson, Bill Pullman? Let us know. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Catch Up Culture. And don't forget to write us a review on Apple Podcasts and we'll send you some fun mail. Thanks for listening and come back next week for another Culture Catch Up Cinematic Adventure. <laughs>